This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Earn and redeem reward points when you order McDelivery via the My Maccas app. Value means more at Maccas. Welcome to the Maccas Run. Hello everyone, welcome to the Maccas Run. Monday night edition, Brett Phillips with you. little cameo between now and 8 o'clock. We'll swing into gear with the first serve after 8 o'clock tonight as we do every Monday night, talking the world of tennis for a couple of hours and then we'll round off the night with the Sporting Capital after uh, 10 o'clock uh, tonight. Happy to talk to you, and we'll uh, replay some of the uh, really good chats uh, from the day. Been a big day. Uh, started with Kane and Bucks uh, this morning, all the way through to Jared, to Dwayne, to Andrew and Gazy, and also uh, the Sports Day crew with some uh, thoughtful, provoking discussion in the last uh, couple of hours. Happy to take your thoughts over the next half hour. Harcourt's open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you prefer to text, you can jump on the Temper. The all-new Temper Pro, Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. 40 winks, serious about sleep. Just punch in 0433981116 if you want to contribute across the next half hour as we wrap up the day. Plenty of footy news around. We'll run through that. From a Melbourne Storm perspective today, the re-signing of Craig Bellamy to continue the dynasty and try and build maybe another dynasty at the Melbourne Storm. In the latter part of his coaching career, a great day for Jason Day. I mean, I cover the world of tennis. I know covering um, tennis day in, day out, how hard it is for any player on the tour to win a tournament. And and golf, you know, very, very similar sort of storylines. And Jason Day, 1,835 days since he'd last uh, tasted victory, had the vertigo, of course. He had the, the chronic back injury. He's worked his way back. And uh, tough for the Aussies, like in tennis, uh, likewise in golf, trying to go around the world and win these uh, really big tournaments. So you really savour the victories. And uh, certainly in in golf terms, if you're playing on the PGA Tour, uh, you're savouring those big paychecks that do come your way every now and then. Craig Parry, all those years ago, had a huge uh, drought between tournaments and then just pockets a million dollars uh, so you do uh, get your reward. You've just got to uh, certainly uh, hang in there. So uh, good day for uh, Jason Day. I uh, was watching the NBA earlier today. Boston 112, Philly 88 at the TD Garden. And uh, we'll get more into that a little bit uh, later on. one three hundred seven three six seven three six, or on the temper text 0433981116 if you want to get involved. So Doug Nichols ran set to be launched on Friday when the Demons... Uh, renamed Nam again for the two weeks. We uh, uh, called at Nam quite a few times that last year, playing, uh, of course, uh, Port Adelaide on Friday night at the Adelaide Oval to be renamed uh, Yatapulti for the two weeks. The Dockers have also been renamed as Wallyup. Uh, so it'll be uh, the commentators trying to get their head around that. But uh, certainly uh, we do Sir Doug Nichols round uh, particularly well. And having done uh, many a trip up to Alice Springs, Across the journey and up to Darwin for AFL Nation, uh, you have a full appreciation of the uh, magnificent contribution of um, 
the Indigenous players across the journey, the Indigenous community who uh, just, you know, have a great appetite uh, for footy. And that's where I think, you know, certainly down the track, gee, if we get an NT team into the competition, I think it would just be absolutely wonderful for that uh, part of the world, which, you know, has gone through uh, some uh, tough times across the journey. Uh, Nathan Murphy has been fined uh, $1,500 today for pulling the pants down of Aaron Cabman, the young uh, giant at the MCG uh, yesterday. Uh, should he have been suspended uh, for a game or just uh, just the fine? Where do you uh, sort of sit on that? I know it's been a bit of a talking point today. one 736 736 Christian Petrarca should be okay uh, to take on the power on Friday night. Scan showing... He only tweaked his ankle on Saturday against the Hawks. I think he's spoken on radio today to declare that he's uh, okay. But who knows how that might pan out between now and uh, Friday night. And certainly a big game where he'd want to be up uh, travelling across to Adelaide against the inform uh, Port Adelaide. Harrison Petty set to miss a month with a midfoot uh, ligament strain. Uh, Logan McDonald, this was the news that only came through about an hour or so ago. And as uh, uh, Luke Hodge in his weekly Monday night slot on Sports Day, was certainly pushing uh, for Buddy Franklin to be maybe played up the ground, have a run through the middle, just get him, um, just get him free, basically. Well, it looks like he's going to have to park himself maybe permanently inside 50 for a period of time because uh, Logan McDonald uh, to miss two months with an ankle injury, Kellen Mills to miss uh, four to six weeks with a calf strain, and they are really struggling at the moment. The Swans. I mean, you never count the Swans out. Incredible uh, history of. Uh, being such a competitive football team. But, gee, they do look a little cooked at the moment, don't they? They look a little off. Uh, the Dockers, great win on the road. Uh, tough place to go and win at the SCG. But uh, they've been vulnerable a few times, Sydney, this year. Uh, a couple of games where they uh, gave up leads and then they just really couldn't reel in the Dockers, who got off to a great start. Sam Mitchell testing positive to COVID. No other staff and players have tested positive as yet. So the word today is that he'll get... Uh, back on deck by Thursday and uh, coach remotely between uh, now and then. Uh, John's in Port Augusta. He's given us a call on the Harcourts open line. Uh, g'day, John. Welcome along. Hi, Brett. Uh, just ring a bit. I just spoke to Matt about on the mighty SCNSA yep. uh, not, not an hour ago. And I just confirmed everything that I thought. Well, I said Australians have a chip on their shoulder about the old VFL saying they picked the best place, which they did. But so there wasn't that much difference between in the in the seventies and eighties of the old SRFL and the old VFL. Malcolm Blight said the VFL was miles better. I'm reading this book at the moment from Lou Richard, um, he says the top eighteen players from the VFL club. He spoke about nineteen sixty two when Exeter won the VFL Premiership. Mm-hmm. They had eighteen good players and they had six good players. In the reserves, that could have, that were as good a players as the top half a dozen of the better clubs from Western Australia and South Australia. I mean, it's where it's where the majority of the population's from. I get as a fifth generation South Australian, I do get a bit embarrassed by a chip on our shoulders sometimes. Because don't get me wrong, the SRL had some great players, but the depth of Victoria was definitely deeper. And can I ask you a tennis question? Yeah, Brett, who's the best tennis player you've seen? And who's the best of all time? Because I was, I was in the tennis big time in the 80s. I used to play at Paulie, but I love John McEnroe. You're asking me the best player of all time in tennis, yeah? Okay, gee, uh, you put me right on the spot because, I mean, tennis, 
yeah, it's so hard to compare uh, the eras. And, you know, growing up as a, a younger man, John, I'd, I'd like to think there's probably a little bit of an age gap between us, although I'm at no spring chicken uh, now. But, you know, I grew up watching uh, those characters at the back end of their careers. You know, I didn't really see a lot of Beyond Borg, but certainly McEnroe and then, you know, certainly into that, uh, Sampras, uh, Agassi here into the Federer and the Dale, Djokovic, and now we've got uh, Rune and Alcaraz. So, you know, one era keeps replacing um, another. But I've got to say, the highlights, the one I love watching back the most probably is Jimmy Connors, who had a phenomenal record and still holds the record for the most ATP Tour titles, 109. Even Roger couldn't uh, quite chase him down. He got past 100. Looks like Nadal's not going to get there, and Djokovic still uh, might be a chance uh, to have the most um, tour titles of all time. Uh, certainly looks like he'll have the most Grand Slam titles. So uh, what do you reckon, John? Who was your favourite? Well, I love McEnroe, but Connors was great. You're right. I mean, they're both left-handed, and they're both major. I can remember that in the late 70s. I'm, I'm 54. So I was in the tennis in the 80s. And I to, as I say, he's a player. Paulie took cricket, took over. But um, I loved it. And um, I, I was, as I say, a big McEnroe fan. Yep. I didn't like his carry-on or anything, but he was a great player. Connors, yeah, you forget. Bill Borg was just super cool. There were so many great players. I mean, there yeah. are great players in any sport of any year, I accept that. But um, yep. that'd be some of the better players I've seen. Good on you, John. No, really appreciate the uh, call and uh, certainly your comments in regard to, um, yeah, South Australian footy, VFL. I mean, I'm, uh, I often say it when I'm on the radio, I do live in yesteryear when it comes to uh, footy. Uh, I, I could still just live comfortably in the 80s and the 90s uh, the way footy was. But I, I'm wrapped. I mean, I lost a club, but, you know, I'm wrapped that the competition has expanded, become uh, national. It's going to become even more national in the next five years, maybe even more national in the next 10 to 20 years. And, and, and that's fine by me because, uh, look, it gives more players a chance to play this great game and realise their dream. I mean, that, there's so much to play, Adam. You know, I'll let the powers to be. Uh, work through all that as to how we get a, a fairly equal competition. I know that's a huge talking point at the moment. You know, the plight of West Coast, uh, Hawthorne, North Melbourne, the first time in a long, long time we've had three teams that are you know, genuinely battling uh, percentage, you know, around that 60% mark. I mean, there's been some poor teams uh, across the journey who have uh, really, really struggled. Uh, I think we knew Hawthorne's intent. Uh, West Coast have you know, got some big decisions to make to really revitalise their club and it's such early doors uh, for Alistair Clarkson. Just on the Kangaroos, looks like uh, George Wardlaw uh, is in line to debut this Saturday against Sydney. I've got that game at Marvel Stadium, facing up to uh, six changes. The Roos, including uh, Luke Davies, Uniac, Cam Zerha, both injured uh, late in the piece uh, down in Hobart on the weekend. Aiden Corse suspended. It'll be uh, Alistair Clarkson's 400th AFL game as a coach in that match. So 230 wins, 165 losses, four draws. 58.15% win-loss record. John Kennedy Sr., who also coached both Hawthorne and North Melbourne, had a record of 412 games, 236 wins, 171 losses, five draws, at a winning ratio of 57.89. So there's not much in it between uh, two uh, coaching icons. But, yeah, obviously a lot of talk about Wardlaw. If you're a Kangaroos fan, I haven't had a chance to have a, a big look at uh, their VFL team this year. I've certainly looked at the numbers uh, they've made him earn his spot. Haven't wanted to maybe bring him in uh, too early. High price draft pick, but give us a give us a feel of George Wardlaw and whether you think he's going to be up to the mark 
against the Swans if he uh, comes in this Saturday. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 or 0433981116 on the text. Jack Steele, a small medial, uh, medial ligament strain. Uh, we'll need to complete training this week to face uh, the Giants on Sunday in the Twilight Clash. Uh, Max King, pretty much a certainty to play uh, this week. Uh, and they will certainly uh, do with Max King back in the team. But in calling that game yesterday, I don't. I mean, Max King wouldn't have made uh, a great difference, I don't think. The, 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 the poor entries by St Kilda. I mean, they were struggling to get their hands on the ball with any real effectiveness, uh, such was the swarming pressure of Adelaide, who uh, just continue to impress me. I mean, we talk about Collingwood being almost the most watchable side in the competition. I don't think Adelaide are too far behind. And I just love the fact that they roll their sleeves up. They're tight. A lot of blue-collar type footballers in their team. And I love that some of their older players are still playing well, mixed in with you know, some young guys who are just champing at the bit. They just love Love playing footy. Their appetite is incredible. Uh, Mason Cox uh, scoring all 10 coaches' votes in uh, yesterday's thumping of uh, the Giants. He did play a good game. It was a good uh, radio interview listening to Mason uh, last night. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Sam has dialed in from Adelaide. G'day, Sam. How are you, mate? You well? Going well, thank you. Have a chat about Georgie Wardlaw, hey? Tell me more. Uh, they're just easing him into it because he... He had three hammies last year. Yep. Um, so they, they're, they're very cautious and trying to make sure that his body's right, I think. Mm. Early days in pre-season, he had a, an interesting running gait. So they just were trying to manage to make sure that that was not the cause of any injuries. But he's coming from a little way back tank-wise, but yep. he does stuff out on the training track that you just go, wow, 1v1. One, one uh, with some of the bigger first-choice midfielders, and he's pretty explosive in the contest. He's got a fair leap on him for, for someone that's like 184 or so, so he can take a good grab over his head, but he's he's a power athlete, real like a, a hybridised version of someone like David Uniac. Right, nice. Together. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's pretty exciting. He can kick goal, but his, his vision and, and the way that he moves quickly, he's, um, he's, he's pretty switched on. So it'll just be probably about uh good insights good on you sam really appreciate the insights i've got that game on uh, the weekend north melbourne and sydney and always love watching uh, a young player make their uh, debut and and just how they uh, how they stack up but all the reports have been positive uh, about this young man uh, taken high up in the draft and the kangaroos need every bit of talent out on the park that they can uh, taron thomas being back at the club was interesting uh today and I'm probably with um, the Sports Day crew uh, who preceded me tonight that, as a club, great to welcome him back into the fold. He uh, he says he's a changed man, but, you know, actions speak louder than words with every one of us in society. We can say all these things, but, you know, he the, he's and the club are looking for consistent behaviours from here. But, you know, I don't think you bring him in, even though the injuries are mounting up and... You know, the losses are mounting up for North Melbourne. I don't think you bring him in uh, this Saturday, that he is probably still a few weeks away, but hopefully he can get it right because North Melbourne need every bit of talent uh, available in their footy club. We'll take a break. Uh, we'll uh, come back and uh, round out the other sports news of the day here on the Macca's Run. Yeah, it's been, it took a little while to make this decision, John. I had to be quite honest. You know, like, probably, you know, certainly six or eight weeks ago, I was pretty much... 180 degrees that I was going to be packing it up but um, 
Now, I spoke to a few few people I know that have retired, not from footy, but from you know, you know, different jobs they've had, and but and just about, um, I suppose, the connection they they've got with the people they they see every day at work, and um, sometimes you miss that, and uh, you know you need to have a bit of a plan on you know it's something to do, you know, to fill in your time. So I haven't really thought about that uh, too much, and. I must say, you know, part of that that decision was, you know, I'd, I'm, I've been here 20, 21 years, whatever it is. So, Munster come to me a couple of weeks ago, and I don't really usually take his advice on life, <laughs> to be quite honest. But um, he uh, he come and said that, you know, the all the players, and especially the losers, you know, were very keen for me to stay, and they still thought I had something, you know, to give to the to the group. So that was. Uh, that probably started turning me, to be quite honest. Well, if you still want him, it's hard to walk away. And when the players come to you and say, Craig, not you, you, you can't be just hanging up the boots now. And as he, as he said earlier in that extended chat when he spoke today, a genuine backflip. He was ready to call it a day, 21 years as coach of the Melbourne Storm. What a reign it has been. And, you know, we often talk about coaching tenures in sport. You know, Damien Hardwick, we've been talking about him. We've been talking about, you know, Alistair Clarkson, uh, his time at Hawthorne. Uh, people saying he should have gone maybe a couple of years uh, earlier. Um, Sheedy, 27 years at Essendon. Uh, certainly there were times when he didn't probably think he'd be coaching Essendon for that long, and he always hung on. Uh, got that extra vote at board level to give him another, uh, another period of time as coach. He's been unbelievable, uh, Bellamy. And if he can build another team into being a sustained uh, premiership team, uh, he'll go down arguably as, uh, well, he already is one of the greatest coaches. I mean, we always think of Wayne Bennett as probably been the doyen of coaches in the NRL and what he's done, uh, particularly at the Broncos and then going away from uh, Brisbane, having success now, starting up the Dragons as a new franchise and, I think the Broncos many years ago wanted Craig Bellamy to head up there. He was fielding plenty of offers, and he stayed loyal uh, to the Melbourne Storm. And when you you know you think of the Melbourne Storm, you think of Bellamy, uh, you think of you know Billy Slater, Cam Smith, these great players across the years, Cooper Cronk, and many others who have really you know built the early foundations, the early success of this club. Um, who've done so much in their really short existence. When did they come in? I think it was about nineteen ninety nine. The Storm. Uh, came in to the uh, NRL and yeah, it was uh, quite uh, quite phenomenal. Just a couple on the text. Uh, the pants fine is the perfect response uh, for Nathan Murphy. A suspension would be too much. Uh, nothing would send the wrong message. Good work, MRO. Thank you, Martin and Carlton, for your thoughts. In reference to Jason Day and his victory on the US PGA Tour earlier today, so happy for Jason. I was able to watch it on KO on the train to work. Uh, so glad he had that extra birdie chance and got it. Let's hope he can challenge in the majors again, they're tough to win, uh, really tough to win. I think we had a, a couple of runner-ups uh, in the live and also Minji Lee in, on the LPGA Tour uh, today. So, yeah, the wins, you really cherish them. They are really, really hard to win uh, right across all the different tours in uh, golf. So that's the Macca's run, a little snapshot of the day in sport. Going to focus on tennis as we normally do at 8 o'clock on a Monday night. The first serve, we've been going for 15 years talking the world of tennis. Great, we can do it right across the whole SEM radio network. So uh, stick around because we're in the middle of the Italian Open at the moment. Roland Garros, 
less than two weeks away. Is Rafa going to get there? So many questions to be answered, and we'll talk plenty of tennis. Join 1300 736 736. Put your tennis hat on and give us a call after the break.